What's up, y'all? We back. This is episode two, Poster Boy Podcast. I'm Carl Lewis Jr. We got Daryl L. Carter, the Poster Boy. We gonna go and get into it. Now, we let y'all know about the Poster Boy whole situation last episode and what was going on and why Daryl deserved to be recognized. We gonna slow it down a little bit and get into just Daryl the person. Darryl, well, Daryl the kid, rather. So, when your birthday? Birthday November 13, 1965. And you was born with one arm. I was born with one arm. And did they have like a a, a name or condition they was trying to place on? Uh, no, they, as far as I know, no. I was just born with one arm. Okay. Did they like have any like theories or anything that caused it? Father, no, no. It was just, just the way God made me. It was just kind of early on. There right. wasn't no whole bunch of research and nothing done. It just was. It was like it just was. It just was the way God the made. The way God made me. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm, now early on, I know last episode you were saying that like people kind of like uh, like when you was younger, you, you noticed like people pulling their kids on the other side of the street. Yeah. Like, did you go through any like kind of physical struggles as a kid? Yeah, I did. I had a couple fights as a kid. You know, I had. You know. When I went to school, you know, you had your people going to tease you. You know, I had people tease me and everything, but they didn't know that <laughs> I knew how to protect myself. You know, teasing me didn't really bother me, but when you touched me, it did. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't like no one touched me on my arm. When you touched me, it was a problem. And you and you straighten it out real quick. I straighten that out real fast. Because you come from a, a big family. Like, talk about just, like, as a kid, just, like, your earliest memories, just what was life like, like when you was kind of just coming up around, like you got like older, older brothers and cousins and. Well, you know, growing up with them, you know, we 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 used to, you know, play uh, uh, ball in the house. You know, we used to jump and and wrestle and and uh, uh, they we used to play basketball in the house and everything. And and uh, we used to uh, just do kids, boy stuff. You know, we do boy stuff. We had a little little auntie. Our, our auntie was Mary Lee Lewis. We used to have to do everything that she, because uh, she was the only girl at the time. So we had to play jacks and foot. We had to play jack rope <laughs> and bodo bag and all that crazy stuff, you know. So, like, how many of y'all was it? It was uh, like, Mm, about seven, about, about that time, about six or seven of us boys and one girl, you know, and we had to do everything she did and she had to do everything we done. And, you know, like I said, they taught me everything that I know. You know, it was, they never treated me uh, in a handicapped way. They looked at me as their brother and their nephew, their cousin. They treated me just like, just like family, supposed to treat a person. Now, in some families, you got a person that kind of like take responsibility, say, "I'm gonna make sure he's tough, or make sure he know how to defend himself." Was anybody that, that kind of volunteered to, to toughen you up, so well, to speak? Well, my brother Ernie. Yeah. Yeah, my brother Ernie was that person all the way, been around and always been the tough guy. You know, he always he didn't let nobody. Uh, say nothing 
bad about me. If they said something bad about me, he had to he step in on that. He didn't play that. He always said, I'm I'm his big brother. I'm a, I'm my brother keeper. Yeah. 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 And um and he showed me that he was my keeper. He didn't play that. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I know you was talking about how you had learned to tie your shoes. Just kind of walk us through that. Yeah, well, what that is, I didn't, uh, when I was uh, uh, doing the poster boy at the time, doing the uh, variety club, they made an arm for me because I couldn't tie my shoe with one hand. I tried to tie it with the hook. They had I had a hook and I couldn't tie it. But when they made this hand, this whole arm with a hand on it, it taught me how to tie my shoe. And that's how I tied my shoe. And it was it was amazing the first time I did that. But maybe and that's the only time wearing that arm made me feel handicapped out of anything. So I stopped wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. And you saying that your cousin showed you how to ride a bike. Which cousin? Oh, Renee. We call Nene. She the one showed me how to ride a bike. And talk about that. Well, like, break it down. What was going on when you was learning how to ride a bike? Just well, it was put like, this in your mind. It was like, uh, I got on the bike. We was in the schoolyard. She put me on the, on the bike. I fell a couple of times. And she, I'm like, Nene, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this no more. You know, I ain't. Forget it. I ain't gonna learn how to ride this bike. And she like, uh, you gonna get back on this bike? You gonna ride this bike? So she, I got back on the bike. I said, man, I really don't want to ride this bike. And she pushed me. And I said, I'm still talking to her. Nene, I don't want to ride this bike. And I'm thinking she holding the bike. I was riding the bike all by myself. You know, that kind of. I I didn't realize that she wasn't holding the bike no more. And I was riding the bike. You know, and I was like, wow. I didn't think I'd never ride a bike, and that's how I started riding a bike. Yep. Man. And you said you learned to swim when you was nine? We, we were about nine. How about nine when I learned to swim at Herbert Hoover Boys Club? We'd go take swimming lessons there. Uh, a lot of, like, grown people still don't know how to swim. Yeah. So, was like what was it a feat for you to learn how to swim? Well, you know, it was, it, it, it was, no, not really. It, you know, it, it wasn't even hard to learn how to swim, you know. It was just uh, uh, just keeping your body, you know, in a, uh, the position they tell you to keep it in and kick your feet. And I think after a couple of weeks, I was swimming. A couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I still don't know how to swim. Uh, you say you got into a few fights when you were young. You remember any of them like fights specifically? Or? Yeah, I do. I, I got in a fight with this guy named uh, uh, what's this boy name? His name was uh, Derek, I think, at the time. I think his name was Derek. Got in a fight with him. He was picking on me in the fourth. I think he was picking on me. When we was in the fourth grade. He kept picking on me, and I think he was picking on me because I was belling him in sports. Mm. You know. I was the poster boy then at the time, and and he used to uh, re, uh, hear about me and playing baseball and all that, 
and he used to pick at me, you know, and I just, I, I just try to blow him away, and then one day he pick at me so much, you know, so I, I had to defend myself, and at that time, I was wearing a hook, and I had to defend myself, me and my, me and my hook, hooked him a couple times, and cut him up real bad, and they suspended me from school. They told me, told my mom, told my mom, told my grandmom that I can't uh, wear the wear my arm back to school no more. You know, I can come back, but I can't. I'm suspended, but I can't come back with this hook on. And my grandma said that's part of his body, and he have to wear it. You just tell your other student to leave him alone. Mm. Uh, he is gonna defend himself. Oh, it was a whole thing about it, but you ain't mess with nobody. You wasn't going out your way to pick on nobody. No, so they know that he was the antagonizer. He was the antagonizer. But that was a whole ordeal, huh? Right. It was a whole ordeal. Dang. All because I was a better uh, athlete at that time than a whole lot of them. But he the only one challenged me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah that's deep. Yeah. I think we about to get a little deeper. If you don't want to touch this, we don't have to, we can keep pushing. But it's kind of like sticking out for me. Now, I never met your dad and I heard, and I, I never really heard much about him. But in like, you usually reference like your father figure is your grandfather. But what, what was the story with your dad? Well, I can't tell you. I don't, honestly, I really don't know. My dad is, Joe Lewis, my dad, my granddaddy. That was that's the only dad I really. So you never had no dealings with him. Not really, but uh, I knew who my dad was, you know. And for me to, re I, I remember being with my dad back when I got older. Mm -hmm. but, but as a kid, but as a kid, my dad was Joe Lewis. Okay. Not the only dad I knew. And talk about that relationship. Oh shit! I that was a, that was a. Real man, uh, best man in, in 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 my life. You know, he he was like a god to us. You know, and like I say, he the one told me that uh, go get that dictionary and look in it and find us where it came. And I found it. And he said, "Don't ever let nobody tell you you can't do this because it's not in your vocabulary." And I never let anyone tell me I can't do something, you know. And then when I got, you know, a little older, my grandfather taught me how to uh, shave my face. You know, he taught me how to shave my face and everything, you know. And, uh, he, I mean, he, 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 he was just a big part of all of our life. He was a big inspiration. He was all our dad, you know. And, and his name wasn't granddaddy, his name was dad. That was our daddy. And he, to this day, right now, he's still my dad. You think anything else that he just left you with, like jewels or just strong stuff? Stuff that just stuck with you throughout your life? Well, you know, I, he, he left me with be a, be a man, be a strong man and, 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 and I try to base my life on my granddaddy life, cause he was a strong black man. 
and he took care of his family. Family first, all about the family. He said, "Don't let nobody uh, uh, tell you know tell you that family ain't first. Family first. We you all stick together, and we all is a tight knit family. Yeah, you know. And it's funny thing you say that you bring me back to like kind of the note that I wanted to end this one on. Just you say y'all was a tight knit family. There was a lot of kids. You remember like any like specific just times where they just were like just super super fun. Just with your family, y'all just had a whole bunch of fun on this day, or it just was always fun. Well, back then it was always fun because we always did uh, 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 some some silly. Because we was always in the schoolyard playing ball, and you know, and 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 competing against each other. We always compete against each other. That kind, of, you know, and, and that kind of everybody got belling and everything. We compete because we felt that if we can beat each other, well, nobody can beat us in nothing. So we we was a family that that we felt that no one couldn't touch in no kind of sports because we play hard with each other. And I mean, yeah, we had a little fight here and then and there when we ain't out there trying to kill each other in no kind of way. This and that cause we know that when granddaddy heard about us fighting, we know we was in trouble. When daddy when when daddy say uh 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 when dad when daddy put that key in the door we can be up playing playing rousing and uh, jumping around the house this and that we hear that key in the door everybody go get in front of that T V. They <laughs> jump in front of that T V real fast. Cause my, cause our daddy had one saying, I want to see you, don't want to hear you. Mm-hmm. And he mean that, you know, especially when he came home from work. He ready to go lay down, eat and lay down, get ready to go back to work. And he wanted quiet, you know. And uh, so, yeah, those, those fun days, any, I mean, anything we done uh, as boys or girls or whatever we done together it was fun days you know we always had fun because we had it all we had a pool table we had a pinball machine we had a ping pong table we had dark board we always had something granddaddy daddy bought the uh 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 uh, 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 uh what you call arcade to us wow we had the arcade down in the basement all our friends would come down there and, you know, we didn't have to go nowhere to the arcade, this and that. Even though we did still go to the arcade, but we had the arcade with us. Daddy made sure that we was okay. And what I've noticed is, like, the whole family is, like, very competitive. But it's, I think it's, like, from like how you just broke it down, it's just that they always, like, granddaddy and still, like, always do your best. Oh, yeah. So, like, regardless of whether it's against you, your family or whoever, you just always just played it honest and was just fair, doing your best. We Right. Being fair, doing our best. And then, you know, we always try to keep mama out of it. Cause we, call our, we call our grandma mom, you know, you know, and everything. Because she was a mom to us. And everybody like, that's your grandma. No, that's our mom and that's our mom. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up with, we called two mom, you know. And if mom had any problem with you, and even though that she didn't, we knew we had to deal with daddy. <laughs> we didn't want to deal with daddy. So it was fun time. 
growing up as a kid in that house, 4123 Mathis. Fun time, fun memory. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, we pretty much just about at the wrapping up point. Anything else you want to add? Mm, just want to say that. Uh, oh, I got. I know I got a good question. Was there anybody else like? I know you say like y'all had a big family, but like back then, it was really like people believed in like villages. So like, was it anybody else around the neighborhood that would like kind of like treat y'all as their own kids as well? Well, you know, <clears throat> we had the neighborhood was just like a family back then. Everybody, every, everybody was family. We could have went any. Everybody can go in any one house in the, you know, this and that in the neighborhood. Called at that time, that neighborhood was like family. But most of the time, the neighborhood was in our house. And my my my, my uh, dad and mom uh, um, used to have a. They always had an open door policy. They never had their door locked. You come and only way you come in because you knew somebody. And then, but the boys, when we walk in, must took we had to take the cap out. If you had your cap on, you walk in the house. That means that you was in the wrong house because, and you didn't know about uh, uh, what go on here. You had, you know, you you know, my grandma would tell you to leave the house, you know, because she didn't play that when it come to walking in the house as a boy with the cap on. If you didn't take your cap off. She knew that she, you weren't one of her child, you know. Uh -huh. And she called all the people in her neighborhood her kids, uh -huh. you know. If she knew that you weren't, you weren't one of her kids, you know. They didn't play that, you know. And um, like I say, I I just enjoyed my childhood, you know, the childhood that I had with my uh, brother and. Uncle and cousin, you know, I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was all I had for you right now. If you want to understand, we can wrap it up. This was episode two of the Post Boy Podcast. Y'all stay tuned. We out. We back at it again. It's the Post Boy Podcast. Carl Lewis Jr. We got Daryl Carter here. We're going to get into the, the balling. What everybody came came for, for real, for real, let's get down to it. Let's start, like, your introduction to sports. So, you said you learned to swim at seven. Did you have, like, any involvement in sports before you learned how to swim? Uh, not really. No, I didn't. I would, the first thing, they just wanted me to uh, learn how to swim and everything. And then... Um, I used to watch baseball on, on on TV and everything, and it came across my mind I want to play and everything. And then um, that's how I really got involved with baseball. I watched the Cardinals, and then um, I told my told my grandma told my grandma I'm like I think I want to try this. You know, and 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 that's what happened. You know, and they we used to start playing over there in the schoolyard. They've already been playing in the schoolyard, the oldest boy. And so I went over there and learned how to play. 
and talk my, you know, they show me what, you know, what I need to do, and then I just took it and taught myself how to catch the ball, how to uh, throw the ball, you know, take the glove off, this and that. But uh, uh, then I fell in love, really, with baseball. Now, who all was in the school, y'all? Walk us, like, name some people. Who all, see if you can name everybody. That was well, my Uncle Carl, my brother Ernie, Will, Mark, uh, Wim, uh, my brother Wim and Carl friend, Smitty and Kenny. We all used to hang out in that schoolyard together playing court ball. Well, I used to watch them play court ball, you know, and, and that's how I started playing ball, play court ball with them, you know, and then uh, I went up to, uh, they took us, grandma took us to Matthew Dickey and signed her up for Matthew Dickey, and we, uh, everybody joined a team, and uh, that's how that went from there. Now, any of the, like, the Anything stand out from your times, like in the schoolyard playing with your cousins and your friends, or anything just on your mind that you remember about from that? Mm. Like specifically, whether it be something you picked up, a technique, or just a, a, a real fun time you had, or maybe somebody got hurt or something. You no, know, I pick up uh, watching Carl and Wim and Ernie hit that ball real far, and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I want to learn how to do that. So. I was learning how to hit that ball, and uh, my brother William friend, uh, Brian, we called Baby Doll. He was like, hey, uh, Daryl, uh, Baby Doll, I'm gonna teach you how to hit this ball, you know, and I'm gonna teach you how to hit it real far. And, you know, he taught me how to hit the court ball, taught me how to hit it. You know, I mean, I work on it every day, you know, and uh, that was staying out, watching them, how far they hit that ball. But I knew I'm I'm not a home run hitter, so I learned how to be a contact hitter. And that's what I did. He taught me how to be a contact hitter. He also told me I ain't going to never be better than him. <laughs> yeah. now, so when you started playing, did you, like, immediately start putting in extra work on your own or – yeah, I immediately start putting extra work on my own. So talk know? about just the extra work you used to put in. Just I, I used to play uh, wall ball and and throw the ball off the wall. That was wall ball. Throw the ball off the wall, catch the ball, and real fast, take the glove off and throw the ball, catch it, throw the ball, catch it, throw the ball, catch it. And then I, me and my brother Mark, my, my, my younger brother Mark, used to go play court ball against each other every day. And that's like another thing, how I got better on hitting the ball. I used to play every day. Me and him used to play against, I used to play against him every day. And I win some, he wins some, you know. And uh, But I used to work on my own. When everybody go home, I'm still playing wall ball, you know, uh, learning how to play, catch that ball, throw the glove off, well, catch the ball, put the glove on my arm, throw the ball and I just take that technique home and look in the mirror and work on that. See how fast I can take the glove out and throw the ball. I just work on that every day, every night 
before I go to bed. Like how many hours a day you say you you spend working on that? Uh, but I can I can say at least about two or three hours a day. I usually spend time and you know from the playing court ball, playing wall ball, and, and going home and looking in that mirror about three hours. You're really putting in the work. Putting in the work. Who was so many, like okay, so who who was your favorite baseball player growing up? My favorite baseball player, honestly, before I really understood baseball, and uh, when I was watching baseball, the uh, my favorite ball player was Steve Garvey. From the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. Cause I always, Steve Gordy was one of my favorite ball players growing up. You know, but then I, uh, uh, and only reason that Steve, I think Steve Gordy was stood out, cause the Dodgers was my favorite uh, team. The Dodgers was my favorite team at that time because I learned about Jackie Robinson. He played with the Brooklyn Brooklyn Dodgers. The Dodgers was my team. Even though that I I was a St. Louis Cardinal fan too, but I didn't cheer long the Cardinal were playing somebody up, I cheered for the Cardinal. When they played with the Dodgers, played against the Dodgers, I cheered for the Dodgers. You know, but Steve Garvey was my player because I played first base. And he played first base. And he played first base. I like the way he played. And then later on, I saw this guy play for the Minnesota Twin. Play first base, number 29. That was Ron Carew. When I saw Ron Carew, the way he played the game, the way he respected the game, not saying that Steve Garvey didn't, but Ron Carew stood out. He was a hitter. Uh, 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 just a base hitter, and he, you know, he get 350, average 350, sometimes almost 400, and that's what I wanted to be, a 350 hitter or a 400 hitter. And and and, and Ron Carew respect the game. Not saying Steve Garvey didn't, but he stood out to me, you know. And when you started playing, like, organized for a team or whatever, what was your jersey number? Like I said, when I started playing ball at seven, my jersey number was number six. And how you come up on number six? Um, Steve Garvey. Yeah. His number was number six. Okay. For the Dodgers. So that's how I came with number six. Then, believe it or not, later on, another Dodger player, Dusty Baker. I changed my number to number 12 because I like the way Dusty Baker carried himself as a ball player. But he was an outfielder, and but I like the way he played, so I said, I'm going to have two numbers, 6 and 12. Like what I did, 6 and 12. One jersey I had number 6, one jersey I had 12. Then saw Ron Carew, I said, hold up. Later on, in years go past, like, uh, when I got like 12, 13, saw Ron Carew, I said, hey, my number 29. And I started being 29 
from what I'm, you know, what I what I wear right now, 29. Yeah. And you was always able to really just get the number that you wanted. You, you ain't never had no issues. I no. had to select a secondary number. No, I always had to. I always got the number that I wanted. Now, when you first started playing, you said that you didn't initially play for your grandma. No, so, I played with uh, Tommy Chambers. And did you, like, get a lot of playing time right away, or was it? Yeah, I played uh, I played right field. I, I meant to say that. I, I started out in outfield. I played right field, you know, and, and my brother, I played against my brother team, my brother Ernie team. My brother Ernie hit the ball to me over my head and hit a home run. I went to my coach and I said, hey, this is not for me. You got to find me another position. And that's how I started playing first base. Okay, that, so that was, this was the first game? No, that, ain't, that wasn't the first game. I used to play right field. Up until, you know, me and my family members, me and my brothers and uncle, we were so competitive with each other, we hate to lose to each uh-huh. other, you know, and, and when I lost to my brother uh, one year, that was like in, I think I was in Baton 2 or maybe Midget 1 when I played against him, and um, when he hit that ball over my head, I said, no, I'm not playing this position. So you had played the outfield for a little while, and then like, after you played your brother, you said you want to switch it up. I want to switch it up. I think I, I, I'm, I'm quite sure it was – I was batting. I'm batting was like uh, 10. When I when I, when I I got like 9 or 10, I, when I – I started playing uh, baseball at 7 and played Adam – at seven, you know, and uh, then I went to bat one, and that's when I played my brother and them, and I was like, no, I gotta find another position. I told the coach, hey, I wanna play another position. And my brother, Ernie, and and believe it or not, and my grandma taught me how to play first base. And that was when you transitioned to first base? That's when I transitioned to first base. My grandma told me where I pulled hold a man, how, how I put a hold a man on at first. And I was amazed how my brother played first because he was a great first baseman. And you and you been more effective at first base? I was more effective at first base than uh, any, any, anywhere. And I, I think, I ain't gonna say I think, I know when I learned how to play first and got that down, I was one of the best first basemen around uh, uh, Missouri. Even top my brother, you know. So how long did it take you to really grasp first base? Was it like instantly you started? You, you was good at first base right it, away. No, no, it took me. Curve? It took me a while. It took me a while because you know, the wild throws over there and everything. I had to learn how to scoop the ball. I had to learn how to lead the base and go catch a wild ball. I used to stay on the base. And I used to miss the ball by standing on the base. But like my grandma would tell me, Daryl, you can get off the base and go catch the ball. <laughs> you don't have to stand there. So it took me it took me a minute. So your grandma was like coaching you up when you was on the other team I was, still? I was, I was still with Tommy, but my grandma was still with coaching me. Tommy was coaching me too. My grandma was coaching me, you know, letting me know. Just naturally because she know the right, game. Just, right, right. Uh, 
thought she knew the game. And, and, and Tommy, uh, you know, Tommy was a, a great coach, you know, and uh, when Tommy left on some circumstance, I don't know what, you know, I went my grandma took over. She didn't let the team fold. She took over the team. Okay, so he left. You ain't, you ain't right. just switched. Okay. No, he left and she took over the team. I got, you know, I got, she became the coach because she was the scorekeeper at first of the team. And she, and she was already one of the, just the better coaches in the area at the time, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she knew the game. You know, my grandma knew the game. And she had won championships and everything before she, she started won, coaching. She, she, she won. She, well, she, she, she knew the game, but then when she started coaching me, and then she was uh, start helping out on the other team because she was everybody's scorekeeper. Uh-huh. She was my scorekeeper. She was my brother Mark's scorekeeper, his team. She was my brother Ernie and scorekeeper. And she was my brother Will and, and my uncle Carl played on the same team. And my uh, cousin Anthony, they all played on the same team. She was their scorekeeper. So, and they, and like you say, yes, yeah, she was always a winner. Because yeah. we was always winning. But talk about your time playing for your grandma. Oh, man. I, I love playing with my grandmama, you know. I know uh, she, uh, I mean, certain guys, when she came, took over the team, guys couldn't believe that she was our coach. And some of those guys uh, didn't stay. They went somewhere else. But uh, they didn't know that this lady knew how to coach a team. And we were still winning, you know. We I, I don't I don't know when the time that I didn't come in first place while she was coaching. We always came in first, you know. And uh, and she uh, she was amazing, you know. She knew her stuff, you know, and she took it serious. She didn't play with it, you know. She even helped other teen out. With ball players, we had when guys when when, when they start seeing her coach us, coach my coach the team that I, I played with her team. You had guys come out for her team, wanted to play with her, but when she had so many people wanted to play, she put them on other team so they can build their team. So it went from guys not wanting to play for the little old lady to everybody want to play, play for her. everybody want to play for, <laughs> you know and. And she started some guys, she helped some managers out with their team. Uh-huh. And some of the guys on my team used to get mad because they, they, they felt that they, she was giving away some good players, uh-huh. you know. But yeah, I was still winning. we were still winning, you know. I know it, it kind of made me upset a couple times because uh, she gave away a couple players that I felt should have been there, yeah. you know. And... Uh, but hey, she was the coach, you know. I didn't look at it as my grandma was doing it. I looked at it as my coach. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I played with her all my, all, you know. I played with her all the way up till I stopped playing soccer. I mean, baseball. Till I stopped playing baseball. Now, like, as you were playing baseball, was it anything that like, you had to like? 
I guess learning first base was like you overcame that. Was it any other obstacles, or was was you pretty much a natural out there? I was like I said when I used to work at home mm-hmm. and uh, work on catching the ball, taking right. the ball, taking the ball out my glove, and and my brother and them hitting the ball to me, feeling the ball, you know this and that. I became one of the great first basemen, you know, and and then I felt that I can play anywhere in that infield. You know, I can I can play it anywhere in that infield because that's how good my glove was. So once you got comfortable in that infield, there wasn't really no more obstacles out there in baseball for you. No, it wasn't no more options. You know, I, I, I took playing that. I learned how to play first base, and I learned how to catch that ball so well. Uh, I started forgetting that Carter, Darrell, you got to hit the ball too now. You know, so I had to work back, work even harder on my hitting. You know, to uh, to keep up with my plan because my glove was so amazing. You know, and uh, so and, 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 and it was funny the way I played against other team because they used to play me. You know, cheap like I couldn't play. They tried the game plan for right, you like you was a weak link. Like I was a weak link. You know, it was funny. Called that ain't last my, too long. My, my, my grandma would just say, I need you to bump the ball down to third base. I say, okay. I bumped the ball down to third base. And I was so fast at that time. And I bumped the ball, make it a, make it a first with no problem. Then the third base used to come in. She said, Darrell, this time I want you to bump the ball down to first base. Mm. So I bumped the ball down to first base and make it. I'm safe at first. So now I got the third base coming in, got the first base coming in, got the second base coming in. She said, I want you to bump the ball to the pitcher. I used to bump the ball, make the pitcher come out the mound, go get the ball, and I used to make it to first base because I was so fast. So now I got the infield, you know, off they, you know, they, they didn't know how to play me. So they start coming up, this and that. Now I want you to pop the ball over the second base head. Because they didn't know I knew how to hit. You start, you start off button on. Right, I start off button. <laughs> you know, and when I hit that ball, when, you know, when I hit the ball over the second base, now they know I can hit. Uh-huh. You know, so they didn't know how to play me. Right, you already fought his in. Right, already. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I mean, I look, like I said, I learned how to play that game, man, and, and, and still learning, and, you know, playing that game. Cause I love that game. Yeah, I love the game of baseball. That's a beautiful thing. Now, was you playing basketball while you was playing baseball when you was younger, or was you just playing solely on baseball? When you I was playing, playing basketball, baseball, too. I was playing basketball in school, y'all. We started on this thing we call the monkey ball in school. Okay, okay. I remember we, playing on the monkey ball yeah, in the school, we, y'all. we played on the monkey ball, you know, in the school, y'all. But me and my brother, Mark, honestly, we started inside the house mm-hmm. with a sock mm-hmm. and with a hanger and we could play basketball with. That's how we learned how to play basketball in the house. Well, that's how we learned how to shoot the ball in the house. Cause we used to play with a sock and a, and made a hanger out of a basket. 
and took some shoestring and made them out of net, you yeah. know. So before before the nerd basketball realm came out, you know, we started that, and we should have got money off of that because uh, we the ones started. So it wasn't even no nerd home. It wasn't no nerd. So you you and Mark just so even put the hang on the, on 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 the uh, door. Right on the door. Man. Yeah, we started playing like that. And then we took it over. We got a basketball, went over to the monkey bar and started playing over there at the monkey bar. Everybody used to start like, they look it up like, what the fuck they doing? Then the, the neighborhood started coming. We started playing, the neighborhood, we started playing at the monkey bar. We didn't go to the basketball court right away. We were playing at the monkey bar. And then we, then we left the monkey bar. Then we went to the basketball court. You know, then but we never forgot the monkey bar. We always came back and played as the monkey bar. Yeah. And you was a lefty. The, the, the right. basketball, the lefties be like real, real nice anyway. Right. But like, can you talk about some of your influences in, in, in basketball? Some of your favorite basketball players? Well, you know, at that time, you know, back then, I really, uh, uh, Dr. J, Kareem, Magic. I used to watch, you know, but it's just one guy that stood out to me more than anybody, and that was number 23. Oh, you got to watch him like as soon as he yeah. came in the league. When Mike came, went to North Carolina, and then when he came to the league, then when he shaved his head, I shaved my head. <laughs> I wanted to be like Mike. Yeah. Start buying shoes like Mike. Start buying Michael shoes. I wanted to be like Mike. You know, and uh, I used to play star playing, you know, play hog at, at the place we call Tanny, Tanny Park. Played in that um, uh, 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 gymnasium. And guys thought I couldn't play. We were giving them buckets. Yeah. They thought I couldn't play and everything. And then uh, I had a friend named Henry Keys. We used to, uh, I used to sit on the bench and he used to pick team. They just picked team. I just sit there, and he go like, uh, he wait to the end and go, I, I'm gonna take him. Cause they thought I couldn't play, so uh -huh. nobody chose me. Uh -huh. So he did. Cause he always told me, Daryl, just sit down. You know, I got you. He was the ringer. Right. <laughs> so when he came to his last pick, he picked me, and they like, why are you picking him? This that. He said, you see. Right. <laughs> You'll see. So we ran the court. You know. And they thought, and then they knew that I could play this game, you know. But overall, I had this friend named uh, Burdette with a brother named Demetri. And Demetri was a good dribbler. He used to dribble his butt off. I mean, he was real good, you know. And uh, I went to him uh, and I asked him uh, to teach me how to dribble like this. Yeah. Teach me how to take the ball behind my back, take me how to take it through my leg. And he taught me how to do all that. Take it through my leg. I was amazed, because I didn't think I would learn that. But get back where my grandfather always taught me. Don't ever say you say can't. You so how can you know, how can you say you can't do it if you didn't try to do it? So when he taught me how to do that, I work on it day and night. I work on it, how to take the ball behind my back, take it through my leg, take it back, 
backward through my leg, frontward through my leg, and I and just like I played baseball. You spent hours on that I too. I spent hours on that every day. Every day, how to do that, you know, and uh, and then now that was another weapon to my game. I always was a good shooter. Now I became a good dribbler, and but they didn't know that. Uh-huh. You know, I was like, you was killing. What was your jersey now? Um. I didn't, you know what? I didn't. I, I didn't play on a team. I was like, you ain't had no organized basketball. I didn't. I don't know. I played street ball. I was giving them buckets though. I was giving them buckets. I played street ball, and then I, uh, when I got old enough, started going to high school. When I went to high school, I played for something. What jersey number you wear? Something. Uh, I, honestly, I really don't even know. You know, I played. Uh, I played B team, and uh, he didn't really play me. You know, and uh, I was kind of. I was kind of hurt at first, you know, but then I really didn't care because I'm a baseball player. Uh-huh. I went, I went to play baseball, you know. And to this day, I tell anybody. I know my brother them gonna hate me saying it, but Sumner was the wrong school for me to go to playing baseball. Yeah, where you, where you think you should have went? I should have went like my mom wanted me to go to Old Fallon Tech. Yeah, and I should have went to Old Fallon Tech. Or, or Riverview Garden, yeah. but I wanted to stay at Sumner because of my friends, you know, and uh, not knowing that the coach they have there really wasn't into baseball like I thought he was. Mm-hmm. He was more a wrestling coach than than a baseball coach. He wanted me to when I came there first thing. He came out of his mouth. Oh, I know you. You, Mr. Matthew. You, Mr. Matthew Dickey. You're the poster boy. I'm the poster boy. <laughs> you know, you poster boy. This and that. I watch you play. I don't want you to play B team. I want you to play varsity for me. Won't you come out for varsity? I said, No, I can't come out for varsity. Mm-hmm. And he like, Why? I said, My brother played varsity, and we play the same position. And I'm not gonna go and compete with my brother. He said, you can come and compete with who your brother said, Big E. You know, oh, Big E your brother. Is that what he said? Big E your brother? I said, yeah, Big E my brother. You can come, you know, I want y'all, you know. No. I refused to come up there and play, go against my brother, because I knew my grandfather wouldn't like that. Because mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, want us to come home arguing and this and that and all that crazy stuff at home. You ain't thinking about playing in the outfield? No. I wasn't going to play the first base. First base. Uh-huh. And I knew that they who they had on B team couldn't touch me at first uh-huh. base. Because you're supposed to be on varsity. Right. But I played. I uh, went out for the B team. I made it. Uh, and I beat the guy out. First game came. I learned, you know, that I wasn't playing. He put me on the bench. He didn't start me. And I, and I told him... I'm sorry, Coach. I don't sit on the bench in baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might have been wrong to me. I told him I don't. I just don't sit on the. I sit on any sports. But baseball, I ain't sitting on nobody bench. Right. Especially when I knew that I beat a person out. Mm-hmm. And he told me that um, I learned that it was told to not to play me because I didn't play for varsity. Didn't come out for the varsity team. So, so the varsity coach already sent word down 
to the B team coach not to play me. So I turned my uniform in, you know. So I said, well, I got my sophomore year. So my sophomore year came around, went off with the team, made the team, did the same thing. He wanted me to play varsity, but my brother was still there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to do that. So first game, I'm sitting on the bench again, turn my uniform in. Then I know my brother gone now. It's my junior year. Mm -hmm. I went out, played. I mean, I went out, uh, beat the guy out for uh, for the team. The same guy you've been beating the whole time. You know, same guy been beating the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they had another guy who probably been a protege uh, after my brother, and he was a senior. He, he, he was a senior now, and I beat him out. Okay. So, first game, I'm on the bench, turn my uniform in. This was to the varsity coach. Right, it's the varsity coach. He said, Carter, uh, why you keep turning your uniform in? I said, because you're not playing me. I told you, I don't sit on nobody's bench uh -huh. in baseball. I'm sorry. Especially when I work hard for this position, I, I, I beat a person out for this position. Now you don't want to play me. Now I'm up here, you don't want to play me. Because you upset because I didn't come up here when you wanted me to come up here to sit on your bench to watch my brother play. That's all you wanted me to do, sit on your bench and watch my brother play. And I wasn't going to do that. Mm. When I know I, pulled me, I can play at my freshman, sophomore year mm. down at B team. And so he didn't play me. So I turned my uniform in again. So my senior year came around. I couldn't play baseball. Cause uh, I had a bone growing out my right arm. And the doctor told me that uh, once he uh, cut this bone again, uh, if I bruise it or it grow back, he might have to cut my whole arm out. And I didn't want that to happen, so I stopped playing baseball. You know, that's the reason why I stopped playing baseball, because of that. Like that last surgery I had on my arm stopped me from playing baseball, because I was scared that I might hurt my arm or this bone might grow back, grow again, he told me that he feel that I was through growing, so the bone won't grow. But I know I used to bruise my arm a lot playing baseball. So I didn't play no more. Cause I couldn't go through this all over again, this process all over again, learn how to do everything. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. So that's the reason why I stopped playing baseball. I had a lot of goals for me to go to college, yeah. to play baseball for the University of Texas. That's what I wanted to go to. University of Texas or University of Arizona State. You know, and it didn't happen. A tough decision, huh? Right. It didn't happen. Yeah. Well, man, we covered a lot real quick. Um, I really don't want to give them no more. They're going to have to tune in to the next episode. That was the Poster Boy Podcast.
this was the balling episode what everybody was looking for. Y'all make sure y'all check it out, share it on all y'all podcast apps, tell your friends about it.